welcome to the Mind Over Matter Talks podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Kai. I am a motivational author and creative entrepreneur. And I'm Marcia, an inspirational speaker, author, mentor, and mother. And today we have a very special guest on the show, and we're very, very excited because uh, he's a very knowledgeable person, and it's talking about one of our favorite topics and that is food so uh, I'm going to get into it because I would love him to tell us all about the exciting things that he has coming up and the relationship we all have with food we hear the phrase you are what you eat so much uh, and often do things with or without food uh, that sometimes we can be guilty of and and not so proud of but equally there's so much scope when it comes to the subject of food so uh, we're really, really excited to have him on board. And without further ado, uh, I'd love to have our special guest introduce himself. Please go ahead. Hi. Hi, my name is Joe Dash. I'm a public speaker, author and educator on melanin science and health. Um, my skills extend to intermittent fasting, weight loss and a proper diet for Africans in the diaspora. Oh, that sounds so exciting, Joe. We are so happy to have you on board. Um, Myself in particular, because um, I've recently discovered you, um, actually through a friend. Um, She had you on live on her Instagram. And I was like, oh, my God, you know. um, You know, I've always been interested in, you know, food and the relationship I have with food. And, you know, depending on what I eat, depends on how I show up in the world. And to actually break certain things down it was just like music to my ears oh great great stuff then i started to follow you and then i was like oh my god he's got a book and which i've since ordered um and can't wait to receive but you're just doing amazing stuff um you know it'd be great for you to share with our listeners what exactly it is you do so can you tell us joe how did you how did you start this journey um, I started this journey back in 2003, I think, or four. Um, I was on vacation in the United States, and my uncle was in the military at the time, and we would just move around. And I ended up in a space where I was listening to what I later started to know uh, is called Moorish Society of America. And they were people who were teach- teaching melanin and African studies and stuff like that. And I was very particularly interested in the health side of melanin because I was always into health and fitness. So that conversation sparked me. And I was just been on that journey ever since. And I was studying heavily online courses, studying biochemistry, genetics, food, nutrition, fitness, and then it became just a passion, and I've been teaching it since 2013, I believe. Wow. And it's been an amazing journey since the amount of lives I've been able to connect with and educate and touch. So it's just become my calling, and I'm just in love with what I do. So it's just, it doesn't even feel like work. Wow, amazing. And so when did you actually start to write your book? Ah, oh, man, it took... Let me put it this way. It took 17 years to write it. And the actual physical version of writing took about nine months. Wow. Okay. Okay. Because it took over a decade of studying and, you know, researching to really get this book put together in the way I wanted it to. But when I started writing it, it took me about nine months to write it from start to finish. 
Wow. And I noticed that you mentioned uh, when I watched you on your live the other day that you'd written your book in such a way that it doesn't have to be read from cover to cover, that, you know, you could pick it up. And yes. Right. OK. Yes. I wanted people to because I realized that sometimes reading is not everybody's strength or what they love to do. So I wanted my book to be easier where you could just dive in wherever you felt was comfortable. And doing it that way, if you're a beginner, it's great for you because you read it from cover to cover. If you familiarize yourself with some stuff, then just go straight to the thing that you're looking for. And that's how I kind of structured the book. And I like books like that because it makes it easier because my book is quite dense. Exactly. Exactly. So that's I want to so delve in. Sorry, Kai, did you want to? No, I was saying that's so good. I'm just listening. I'm, I'm thinking I, I don't read a lot of food books I tend to get a lot of my information online but it would be interesting and I, I like the way that you've written it so that sounds like it's really easy and digestible yeah I really want to kind of break down a little bit more you know the the correlation um between melanin and nutrition um and what we eat and how we are as a people. right mm. oh that's that's very interesting. Um, that's one of my favorite parts of the conversation because I realized that diet is tribal. So there is no one diet that fits everybody. Mm-hmm. If you go to the if you study the native Indian, their diet consists of eating a lot of flesh, intestines mixed with veg. Mm-hmm. But it helped them and their health. Right. If you go to, to Japan, a lot of it is fish and seafood based. Mm-hmm. And it helps their health. And But if you go to Africa, we are naturally fruitarians and vegetarians by nature. So the world is in a space where we're all trying to find out what's the best, what's the ultimate diet. There is no ultimate diet. There is just your genetics and what your genetics need. So you are coding certain types of genetics that require, not even require, they demand certain type of nutritional value. And when the genes don't get their nutritional value, sickness is the result. Mm. You know what I'm saying you feed your genes can even determine how your children come out right mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of their features how they grow how they think how they look all is based on your genome so it's about teaching people how to feed the genetics because epigenetics which is the study of environmental factors that affect our genetic survival we start to really understand that eating food is about a relationship between you and your body Right. It's not a pleasure zone for overstimulation because right now the way we eat is based on intoxication. So we are intoxicated by food. Mm-hmm. You know, we have an abundance and it's about how we feel about the food, whether the feeling has nothing to do with anything. It's about whether or not this food is nutritionally supplying you with enough nutrients to help you sustain life. Right. And the point of sustaining life is that, look, if you eat correctly, you will be feeding the body the right nutritional values. But if you're always hungry, it's because your your body's starving from right. nutritional values. Right. Which I suppose I can definitely relate to, you know, even raising my kids. And although my kids now are primarily plant-based, um, at least two out of my three anyway, and I've seen, you know, definitely increase energy levels, um, you know, less of that brain fogginess, whereas maybe before when they were eating um, a different kind of uh, diet, it, it definitely had um, implications for how they how they performed on a daily basis. Mm. I even used to, um, I've had conversations with a friend of mine, actually, who was telling me about eating by your blood type. Mm-hmm. And I, I hadn't heard of it at the time, but I know that 
it is something that is quite important to, you know, of course, things like allergies or uh, mood swings or even just having a clearer and, and sort of more accurate mindset as opposed to being quite, you know, foggy and sluggish and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I personally don't know of many allergies that I have, so I don't follow a specific blood type, but mm-hmm. I do know that that is something that does exist and can have a lot to do with your everyday diet. Mm, for sure, for sure. So, Joe, would you say that it varies from male to female, what we should be Lightly. eating? Very, very slightly. There's, there's no significant difference that um, men require a higher amount of the nutrition than females do. The only time women um, need a higher amount is when they're pregnant. So the, the difference is very minuscule. It's not big. It's not significant enough to really have a vast conversation about it. But it's because of the bone density, your your your, your nervous system, and different things like that. Because many women are are physically tasked with with separate things in terms of physiology. So it's really just understanding that it's the amount. It's not the type of nutrients. It's just basically the amount because of size and bone muscle and stuff like that. Right. So right. it's really much the same nutritional value that both parties need to be fair and the specific nutrients because it's not just about being plant-based it's educating people about which plants to use because not every plant is good for you a lot of plants in the mainstream are high right mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. okay or gmo which is even worse well that's the thing i've seen so much stuff you know people might go on a hype about having this particular fruit or veg and, and consuming it in high amounts but actually not realizing how much sugar is in some of it and and if the sugar is good or bad or uh, you know, too much of anything is not always good for you, you know, but I think sometimes, especially in the food industry, um, it's a business and, yes, absolutely. Uh, often, you know, people are trying to force feed and sell things to you. You know, like, I'm, my friends laugh at me sometimes because I have now come on this journey. I'm a vegetarian slash pescatarian at times. Right. Um, I don't cook flesh at home, but if I'm out, I may uh, have uh, fish. Mm-hmm. And when I go to the fruit and veg market and I'm particular about if my watermelon has seeds, they're like, why don't you just buy, like, what's wrong with seedless watermelon? And I'm like, no, <laughs> you need it to have seeds. You need yes. things with seeds. So I wasn't yes. very particular back in the day and it's been a gradual journey for me, but I'm definitely aware, you know, that I no longer want to have meat personally. Mm. And it's not something right. that I force on anybody else, but um, I right. am conscious that when I buy lemons or limes or ginger i'm quite particular i want indian ginger you know i don't want right. any old ginger from anywhere you know so, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, a, it's a process it doesn't come all the time but gradually i started detoxing and uh doing juicing and stuff and understanding how i you know kind of related to food it was about i'd say weight loss in the beginning and vanity but mm. as time went on I did see, you know, I introduced dairy back into my diet and realized what it did. I introduced, you know, prawns back into my diet and realized what it did. So when I didn't feel good, that was an easy no-brainer to just say, right, gone, cut down white sugar, cut down this, cut down that. So, yeah, it's That's it's amazing. So That's very yeah. amazing. It's a very tough thing to do. So congratulations on even taking that step forward. It is a tough thing to do because you – because sugar, sugar is the worldwide addiction. It's the most addicted substance on the planet. It's sugar. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So and 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 salt at the back of just behind that is salt because salt and sugar are are two hyper, you know, addictive things that really bind to your body. So it's hard to kick it, and especially if you've been raised for years to eat the way 
mainstream people eat. Mm. The Western diet is the worst diet on the planet. Mm. That's, that's already laid out. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the problem is, is that if you go to India, Indians eat the Indian diet predominantly. If you go to Japan, Chinese diet or to Japanese diet predominantly. Mm-hmm. But Africans mm-hmm. not eat anything African because even the traditional foods that we have or the Caribbean, if traditional food that they're calling traditional is not traditional. Right. It's an adaptation mm-hmm. of tradition, but it's not traditional. That's right. why high cholesterol, diabetes, heart complications, mm-hmm. and heavy periods, cramp, breakouts mm-hmm. on the skin, things exist because of our level of high sugar, oils, and salt in the diet. Yeah. I mean, so that's why I made it specifically around melanin because the conversation, even though I'm having a wider conversation to, to all races of the, of the world, mm-hmm. I'm trying to African descendant people because you have no idea what actual food is for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? And because of that, it's about having a fair representation of different education on food and self because your food has holds symbolic traditional significance. It it has memory, it it, it's a historical roadmap. It means more to you than just putting food in your mouth. You know, and when you start to be conscious eating, because that is the key, is to eat consciously. Mm-hmm. Then you start to understand how much of your life is ruled by food when you should be the master of your own life. But most of it is ruled by how much food you have, comfort eating, emotional eating, as a result of years of traumatic experiences. So it's right. about unpacking conversation and using food as the tool. And you look around in mainstream and start to see food is becoming the center point of discussion in biomedical science, in psychiatry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So food, nature always wins in the end. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, I, I remember back to it's so much what you just said is so powerful because <laughs> when I was juicing, uh, in the beginning it was it was to lose weight for a specific event. Mm-hmm. And right. I did do that. I did a, a seven day juice diet for and I say diet, but that's what the book was called. Um and I, I did it, I completed it, I did actually lose seven pounds. But over time I've gone on to do more and I listened to a friend of mine who is actually a raw foodist. And this was about 10 years ago. So I think in te- him telling me that he only ate raw food was just the most bizarre thing. But I, was like, <laughs> I see your skin, I see your health, I see your body, I see your energy. I want what you got. So please. And he wasn't also preaching to be, for me to be a raw foodist either. He was like, look, whatever you want to eat, I can show you how to eat the best of the options you have in front of you, you know? So right. I listened to his juicing methods and, and kind of learned a lot more. And the right. more that I became conscious from what you just said, the more I became conscious, right. I realized I'm just chewing. And sometimes <laughs> I'm eating because I'm bored and I just want to chew. So that could be chewing gum, it could be sweets, it could be right. peanuts, it could be anything. And when I started to realize that, I was like, oh, I actually love carrots. I love cucumber. I love celery. Mm. So I then started buying or making celery sticks with hummus or mm. salsa mm. and having that right. as a snack. And again, people be like, oh my gosh, you're having like, you know, healthy carrot sticks or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, actually, because I used to do this at work and like take it on my drives and stuff. And I was like, yeah, like it doesn't have to be, you know, especially in the UK where I was there, you're, everyone, you know, stops at the petrol station and you go and get, you know, packet of crisps mm-hmm. and a chocolate and you carry on driving. That was normal. Or mm-hmm. you go, you know, drive through McDonald's or whatever. Now it's just not the way I think because I know there are other alternatives, but it literally mm-hmm. took me having to stop and realize I just want to chew. It doesn't really matter what I chew. I just want to chew, you know. So right, right, right. There's, so, there's, there's social, there's social um, 
aspects of diet which makes it hard for a lot of people to live that life because it's almost sort of like you become you stand out because people don't understand do you understand what i'm saying and it's weird because what i've observed is that there's a level of insecurity with with people that eat bad food Mm. because what happens is when you start eating good food around them they feel the need to comment on it or they feel the need to just kind of look at you and say oh well this is a bit weird and stuff like that but really and truly it has nothing to do with that it's just that they want they know they should be healthy every human being in the deep deepest part of their mind know that they should be eating the right food so when they don't see you doing it it kind of touches a a deep psychological nerve and it makes uncomfortable to a degree and when I started understanding that, I realized, yes, because the food they eat affects their nervous system, which affects their thinking pattern and it affects yeah. emotion. Whereas when you start to eat clean, you start to have better mood balance. You start to have a bit more clarity. And if you meet vegans and plant-based people, they're the one, most, one of the most chill, chilled out people you've ever met yep. in comparison to the meat eaters and junk food eaters. If you notice, they have a bit more care for the world and a bit care for self and other people. Yep. Yeah. Just generally yeah. speaking, you know what I mean? So when you observe yeah. these things, you understand that your food holds way more power than we think. You know what I mean? Mm. Like now. So it's about understanding the science too. It's not just being plant-based or just eating greens. You need to understand the science behind it. That's been the, you know, the center of my work is science. Is what If I say to you, okay, you eat a celery stick, what is the nutritional value from the celery stick and what is the biochemistry that's happening in you when you eat a celery stick? Mm-hmm. Right. If you don't know, then you understand actually celery is actually bad for you. Wow. Mm-hmm. But right. But without the science, here's the thing. People can be easily misled without the science. This is why my my book, people say, you know, it's very dense. Yes, because you have to know the science. Because without the mm-hmm. science, you're going to follow the fad or whatever they put in front of you. Oh, this, this carrot is good for you. Carrot is a hybrid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So without the real knowledge of stuff, you still become a subscriber to just whatever is the thing that's in yeah. front. Yeah. No, most people don't yeah. see that. When I ask them what's in it, they don't know what's in it. They just know it's good for you. But then it's like, you know, if you're leading the blind, it's like another person taking over and leading the blind somewhere else. But it's about opening your mind so you can see the truth. Mm-hmm. Without the biochemistry, without some basic understanding of nutrition, it's very hard for you to know what works for you properly in the long term. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that's where it becomes very interesting now because in my workshops, in my 30-day challenges, I break down some sciences so they have the full-on understanding of why they're eating it. Not right. just just yeah. saying food is just good for you is not good enough explanation for people. You have to give them more than that into an insight into what is in it, why. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And so, Joe, to ask you quickly, um, was your relationship with food always a healthy one? Absolutely not. I was the worst. I was super addicted to pastry. Really? Really? Donuts, Krispy Kreme donuts, uh, man, cinnamon swirls, yum yums. I would eat a whole box of 12 donuts and feel no way about it. Wow. Really? Absolutely. I would get sick. Like sugar was the love of my life. That was my main entanglement. Yeah. Yeah, so, sugar for me as well. It could be sweets, you know, chocolate. Oh, man. Anything, wow. anything, anything sugar-related, I'm like, sign me up. Right? Because it gives you that dopamine hit. So when you get that dopamine hit, it, it stimulates the pleasure centers of the brain, which keeps you addicted to it. But what happened was I was taking all this sugar, but I would fall sick yearly. Like, every year around my birthday, around May, I'll fall sick. Like, like clockwork. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? And I and I got tired of falling sick because I had so much to do, and, and I, I run other businesses, family, all this stuff, and I had so much to do, but my body was failing me. My mind wanted to go further than what my body could take me. So I realized that the sugar, the sugar side of things, ages your 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 body. So it's about also introducing new food groups that help anti-aging. Right. Throughout your challenges, do you do um, like uh, water cleanses or juice cleanses or is it like a combination of uh, fluids and solids? Like how do your challenges go? So it's a, it's a mixture because the two key, there's three key things that in my challenge I try to achieve. The first thing is I get you out of the eating habit you are now because that's important. Mm-hmm. And then once I get you out of the eating patterns and start to construct new patterns of eating, then we introduce some powerful superfoods that actually will make a much more significant impact. Halfway through, we do the sugar cutoff. So sugar cutoff, normally people assume it's just chocolate and sweet, but sugar cutoff means no pasta, no rice, no potatoes. Mm-hmm. Because pasta, rice, and potatoes are all sugars, are all a bunch of sugar. So when you have a pasta on your plate, it's just sugar in your plate. When you have potatoes, I don't care if it's sweet or oh, no more ones. It's all sugar. <laughs> Yeah, because people come to me like, bro, what about sweet potato? I'm like, I don't care how sweet or bitter or sour it is. It's sugar. Potato is starch. It's sugar. So halfway through the challenge, we cut off all sugars for 14 days. And in those 14 days, I wean you off sugar because I start to introduce high nutritional food that removes sugar cravings. An example of that is potassium and chromium. So potassium reduce sugar cravings because they help you properly store sugar. When you have a sugar craving because you're hypoglycemic. So when, we rem- so when the sugar levels are way too low, your body craves it. But if you have potassium and chromium, it will store the sugar properly. So it's a gradual process. So you don't have that dip in sugar and have that rush for craving, pastry, sugar, and all these kind of things. So it's really about changing the eating habit in the 30-day challenge. It's about introducing foods that get you off the toxic um, environment. And lastly, it's about giving you the confidence and science for you to understand this is how your body functions with food so you can have the power to control what goes in and out of your mouth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. (laughs) Makes sense. Sleep is a very big part of the diet as well. Sleep is always overlooked, but sleep is one of the most powerful tools in dieting. Mm. Yeah. I mean, do you eat at certain times of the day and restrict food, say, after seven? Yeah, I eat once a day. Really? Yeah. I eat once a day. Once you eat the right... once, Because what happens is when you eat normally, if the nutritional values are low, you starve the body. That's Starvation is not about how much food you don't eat. Starvation is about robbing the body of nutritional value. Like I said earlier in the interview, the genetic makeup requires certain types of minerals like selenium magnesium l3 and 8 omega-3 if we starve the body of those nutrients you're always going to be hungry always mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you start giving the body high nutritional value food hunger goes away it's, it's it's almost like a miracle crawl because i'm not hungry at all because in the morning i'll have i'll have a smoothie with water i don't add nut milk on any of that stuff into it that's just way more than i need water is always my go-to so i have a water I'll pick my fruits for that day. So I'll pick my potassium. I'll pick my iron. I'll pick, you know, I'll put some flax seeds in there or chia seeds, depending on what people like, and get that zinc in me, get some magnesium, omega-3. And once I've got that, I realize I'm not hungry. And later on, I'll eat my only meal of day around 4, four o'clock or 3, 4 o'clock. And I'll have some um, um, steamed veg uh, with some wild rice or maybe some um, quinoa or I'll have some chickpeas or lentils. 
and I'll just have my meal and that's that. And then I'm done for the day. And literally that's how my life runs. And sometimes I mistakenly fast for the whole 24 hours because I'm so busy working that food is the last of my worries. Right. Because your body doesn't crave it so much. You know, if you're craving something or any craving or addiction to something is because it's chemically induced. Your brain is being chemically induced. So if you remove chemicals, food is no longer that important because you're not having the chemical induced thing about I need to chew and I need to eat. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that's very powerful for someone because you realize you have way more energy than necessary. Like you have so much energy on real, how much you can get done, you know, so much mental clarity in your decision making and, you know, all the businesses you want to run, all the things you want to do. You find yourself a lot more happier. All the things we aspire to in life, whether it be success, happiness, joy, lies to how you treat the body and the mind and the soul. So if you neglect those things and prioritize your job over nutritional value, it's hustling backwards. Right. I mean, it just makes, when you say it, it just makes so much perfect sense that, you know, kind of that you are what you eat, right? And you that relationship between our eat. gut and our emotions is just... Strong. It's very strong. Wow. Very, very powerful. You can eat food that makes you aggressive. Yep, I can believe you can that. Eat food, you, can, you can eat food that, that, that makes you um, jealous, angry. It can make you harbor, harbor bad feelings. If you're, you know, if you're holding grudges, I, the same food groups that will take that away. Mm. you know I'm guilty of as, as I was growing up younger you know looking back I think whether it was hair beauty or food I didn't really pay much attention so I'd easily switch from brand to brand to whatever I just it was quite a thoughtless process so thankfully I always right. had good skin you know good figure and it wasn't until you know I got into my later 20s that you know your hormones change and you start to gain weight in different places you're like hang on a minute this never happened before <laughs> Um, but now that I have obviously started a more conscious journey and gradually cut out meat and other things that have been a process, um, you know, at times I have felt like it's, it's quite overwhelming to, uh, do, especially when you do have peer pressure or people saying, you know, don't you miss chicken? Why don't you just eat it? You're starving yourself and, and having to be strong minded to mm. stick to your decision. So for anyone listening, um, who may be, you know, maybe feeling depressed or tired or just low energy and you know from so many fad diets and you know professionals out there whatever like where would you advise someone is a really good place to start without being too overwhelmed by all the numbers and all the science and stuff like that a mm. uh, very good question the difficulty in uh, that question is like is to answer is like saying how do i become successful without working so hard mm. it's almost <laughs> impossible it's, it, yeah it's like how do i become super 100 million rich but i don't want to work so hard so help me get there i'm just gonna take or play the lottery or something just what i'm saying because there is no version where you don't work hard for this there is no version unfortunately i can't provide a version where you just glide into it that's that's why you have liposuction you have injections and all these things it's for people that want to take that route but if you're going to deal with nature nature demands all of you Nature demands everything from you. It, it's not going to ask for 50%, 20%. It wants 100 of you. So what I offer is a guide and to walk with you and give you the information to save you time digging around. I provide information mm. in my I provide it in my 30-day challenges. I provide it in my workshops. I make the, I've already done the hard work so people can just follow a step-by-step -step guideline. Make sense? Yes. Yeah, totally yeah, it's, it's, yeah, because it's it's literally that. Because nature always there's, there's this beauty in the struggle. Because think about 
um, if you work hard to get what you want, then you have a different appreciation for it. Right. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? So when when you just have it, it's very easy. And the reason why people um, fall off from diets and stuff like that because they don't have the science. They don't know. And when they hear the word science, they're scared. They're like, oh, something I'm not going to understand. Science is just a word mm. of uh, the way of knowing things is what science means. So mm -hmm. for me, I make the science easier. And when people jump on my 30-day challenge, I make the science so easy because I focus on just, here's the minerals you need, and this is what they do. And this is what the science is behind this. Meaning that mm -hmm. this minerals do, and this is how they help your body. Here's when you should be eating. This is why it's beneficial. So I break it down into, into a one, two, three step. So you can easily yeah. say, cool, I know I'm supposed to be within a circadian rhythm because circadian rhythm is the framework for intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. And then once you see the benefit... Circadian rhythm? Sorry? Circadian rhythm. I've not heard that before. Ah, let so me listeners know in about my, this. In my book, I speak about it in, about circadian rhythm. Circadian rhythm is, is your body clock. It's how your body moves throughout the day in response to sleep-wake cycle and what foods are necessary at what point and when to feed yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this is how... Right. Uh, this is how our ancient ancestors understood how to live longer because they understood that the body, there's a feeding time, a divine feeding time, a divine time to sleep, everything. So the laws right. of nature will always lead you to, you know, I call it in internal life in terms of your spirit and your soul and your energy. Because when you follow nature, there is no technology or no doctor that's smarter than nature. None. None. Right. None. I don't care how much technology they have. I don't care how many years they studied. There is no technological advancement that's more complex or more rich than nature is. So it's about teaching people how to study nature. Because when we study nature, we talk about what they call biomimicry. And biomimicry is when we observe nature's movement and we synchronize ourselves to that movement. You understand what I'm saying? So the study of circadian rhythm is called chronobiology. And the circadian rhythm is saying that you have two essentially melanin derivative hormones, such as melatonin and serotonin, that mm -hmm. operate at different times of the day that require a certain nourishment. So for example, if your melatonin is kicking in at 8, onwards you don't want to be eating during that time because that melatonin is repairing cells it's repairing your heart your brain it's getting rid of disease it can do that if you're feeding yourself past eight o'clock mm -hmm. okay. right okay. so during the day you have serotonin for during the day and serotonin is is made in your gut 97 percent of it is made in your gut that's when you talk about that gut feeling you lot talk about it's serotonin <laughs> so if you've ever had a gut feeling it's your serotonin so your serotonin is responsible for your ability to be empathic, compassionate, for you to love someone, how you identify your love with someone, how you, your sexual identity. All of these things, your mood, your anger, your happiness has to do with your serotonin level. So the food you eat, happy or sad, but most, 99% of disease starts in the gut. So gut health is the, is the gateway towards holistic health it's clearing the gut. that's why the 30 day intermittent fasting challenge is about clearing the gut so the gut can heal because if the gut is healed so is your mind body and soul wow well i am super excited i cannot tell you i'm literally like holding my breath now because i am i think the 30 day challenge starts on the 6th of september is that correct it starts on the 6th of September, but I'm going to put everyone in a WhatsApp group before, like a couple of days before them so we can start conditioning everyone to be prepped for it. Right. So if our listeners wanted to, you know, join that 30-day that challenge, what would they need to do? How could they 
find out more information? They need to go to my website, the www.themelanineffect.co.uk and go to our 30-day challenge and sign up. There's two packages. You can have the basic or deluxe and you sign up to that. And then what happens is a few days before the sixth or like from maybe the second or the third, you get put into a WhatsApp group. And in that WhatsApp group, you begin updates on what's going on. And we do a Zoom meeting every week where we progress, why introduce new tactics and different ways, little life hacks that you can use to help you along your fast. And then I'll talk to people individually about what they want to achieve on their fast and give them additional support. So we walk through this journey weekly of what you've been doing. And you can tell me what you've been suffering with, what you've been, what, what, what you've been working out with, what's been helpful, what hasn't been helpful. And then we adjust according to what you can manage and we get through it. But the tough part of it will come halfway through because then it's crunch time. Because then you would have had two weeks to prepare and now we're dropping out all forms of sugar because sugar is the key. You remove sugar, automatically healthy. Automatically. Because what people understand is, well, and, and like vegetable oils, sunflower oils, um, canola, can, uh, canola oils are all harmful oils. Mm. These oils degenerate the brain. They attack the brain and make you and predispose you to Alzheimer's and dementia and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So it's about giving you the science in a way. So, for example, um, you, you jump on, um, Kai jumps on, and I'll say, Kai, what's the in this thirty day? What's some of the things that you've been dealing with? Is it lack of sleep? Is it mood? Is it weight loss? Is it you want to get off sugar? What is it specifically you need? So you get that support as well. Wow. Well, and then we and at the end, you because you get because in the, the deluxe package, I give you a food is not your bay notebook that you can write down your thoughts <laughs> yes. because, i love that title i saw it and i just crack it up and i've learned a lot of my lessons with food through discomfort and having something go wrong before yep. I, I correct it thank god i've not had anything seriously seriously wrong apart from you know one or two skewing irritations or mm. weight or anything like that but for many of us and especially in the black community i do know that we have some serious health issues that we need to face and it's only going to happen when we start looking at the food that we cook the food that we've grown up with and the food that we put into our bodies on a daily basis so don't do what i've done and wait until something's wrong before you make it right uh, absolutely books and uh, get into writing your daily thoughts in food is not bae. <laughs> food um, is not your bae, I thought. <laughs> well, do, do women really love that? Because it speaks to them because they understand. When I say it, it's like a universal language, that's why I came up with that. I'm like, I need a universal language that all, <laughs> all women will understand immediately <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> um, Joe, it has been like, I'd love to have you back on again because I don't think this is long enough to be honest with you, but I think... For sure. You- some amazing gems and it's really really made me think um I'm a great deal down my food journey but there's still a long way to go and I really thank you for sharing the knowledge that you have with us it's been my pleasure pleasure. I would definitely echo that Joe and just really commend you on the work that you're doing Um, thank you so much you know making a difference to our people firstly and just to people you know as a whole and I think you know you're going to probably be seeing some amazing results and hopefully the world will be a better place because of it that's that's the mission that's the mission thank you both for having me it's been a pleasure I'm humbled thank you for supporting my work and just thank you for the platform too to for me to speak to the public so thank you I'm I'm definitely humbled by that and I appreciate it so much
It's been our pleasure. What's your website and social media handles, please, sir? Yes, please follow me at Joe, J-O dot dash. So that's J-O without an E. So that's joe.dash on Instagram, which is really, I do a weekly um, live, IG live for an hour, where I give just free games and free gems for people to learn. Um, and my website is themelanineffect.co.uk. So that's www.themelanineffect.co.uk. Um, you can get a copy of my book on there. And every time people buy from my website, I give them a signed copy of the book. So they, so they can go on there they can message me instagram me talk to me yeah i'm, I'm very accessible i try and respond to everybody and um yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to support the community i want to support the, the world and we have to be the change we want to see in the world so instead of yeah. waiting for government and, and rich people to save us we need to train people to save themselves definitely definitely well guys that. if you would like to touch base with me or to find out what's going on in and around my world you can find me at instagram at being marcy mcleod or you can also hop on over to my website where you can find my blogs and lots of other exciting things that i'm up to so that's www.marcymcleod.com and we are so grateful for having all of our beautiful listeners in many many different countries we've reached about 20 now so thank you very much please connect with us uh, I am on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I am Simply Kai. We love hearing your feedback and uh, enjoying the conversations that happen on and off the podcast. Um, you can also find out a little bit more about my book, I Am What I Say I Am, which is a simple guide to tap into your best self, working on your strengths and weaknesses, and living your best life. So please do share, keep listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>